0: our mission is clear it's time to change healthcare. have no fear today is the day this is the hour together you know we've got the power drop the silos we're all the same team patient stocks versus tech and marketing how can anyone be satisfied with the way things have always been yeah we've tried so join us now join the revolution digital health is the evolution status quo more like status no yeah this is the healthcare rap y'all come on let's go welcome to the healthcare rap where we are ushering in the future of healthcare and the status quo no longer exists where we are challenging assumptions about marketing and technology and we check yesterday's thinking at the door where truth drops like an atom bomb and knowledge flows like Niagara Falls. Each week, we challenge assumptions that have been holding back healthcare marketing and explain how we can do better. Join us. This is a healthcare wrap. Welcome back. I'm Jared Johnson, your host, and I'm here with my co host, Peter Ballastrary. Good to be back. How are you doing? I'm doing fine, Peter. It seems like uh, you've you've been away for a little bit.
1: I was. I was a little... I was in the infirmary. Let's just put it that way. There's this interesting thing that happens here in in this great state of Arizona that uh, we get a little dust from time to time. And that dust can carry, let's say, just bacteria. Let's just go that way. Perfect. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) And uh, I came up with a little thing called Valley Fever... You know, it's not catchable. We're close to each other here, but you can't catch it, so you're all good. I think we'll be okay. It just took me a little bit. I had a little hospital stay, but uh, other than that, I'm back, and I'm ready to talk marketing and healthcare wrap time. I'm very happy to be back.
0: James and Dan filled in very admirably. Uh, Thanks again to both of you. Thanks to you listeners for, as always, engaging with us. I'll put a plug in right now. We are on Twitter at HealthcareRap, and we are on the web, the World Wide Web, (laughs) at HealthcareRap.com. Check us out there, and... Leave us a review on iTunes. Ah, yes,
1: that's right. Yes, please do. Let us know how we're doing and leave us a review. It would be
0: great. So I'll tell you, Peter, as you were suffering in the infirmary, <laughs> I hate to even bring it up, but I was enjoying some of the, the country's finest land out there at Yellowstone.
1: Yes, and you know what? <laughs> I follow Jared on Facebook, and I was very jealous. It
0: looks like you you and your family had a great time. It was my first time to Yellowstone, and I will say it will for sure not be the only time. Yeah. Some of the most amazing landscapes out there, it, it was the most picturesque place perhaps I've, I've ever been. So... Loved that. And one of the kind of byproducts of that is that I got a chance to kind of step back, unplug, no connectivity, nothing, no electronics, essentially. My wife was happy for, for right? several like days. That. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but we had this chance to just kind of look back and think, you know, hey, what's life all about? Yes. You know, and and got to think back about, hey, what's coming next right here, what we're doing on the podcast And one thing I kept realizing is we have all these new technologies coming out, and we have to go through a process of how to evaluate them. And so, our rap battle today is actually going to be based on that about this question of how to evaluate things. So, tell you what, we'll get right into the rap battle. All right, drop the needle. Rap battle! rap battle is our segment where we spend the majority of our time and the point of it is we evaluate and we challenge assumptions that we feel have been holding back healthcare marketing up until now and this is where we've had a lot of fun This is where we have enjoyed the conversations with everybody. And today's Rap Battle, we're challenging the assumption that there is not a good way to evaluate new technologies, or I'll put it a different way, that it's too overwhelming, that we don't know where to start when evaluating new technologies. We're going to blast through a few things, a a few ways that we've tried in the past that have worked out when evaluating new things. I'll tell you, back in the day, it used to be evaluating new social media channels. And then it became how to evaluate uh, what kind of app to develop. Everyone had to have an iPhone app. Right, uh, Right, know, And then everyone had to have an Android app. And then everyone had to have an iPad app, and then responsive web design came around, and, and now it's everything <laughs> under the sun. Peter, I was just telling you shortly before the program in our house, we just got our first uh, Amazon Echo, and I call it Echo, not Alexa, because I actually I have a daughter named Alexa, and so we had to. Oh, change. how does that work? Out? We, you can change the wake up word. Oh, so there's a few other options, and Echo is one of them. So we had to do that okay. because, for the record, my Alexa came first. <laughs> how old is Alexa? Yeah, uh, she she's almost fourteen. Okay, yeah, you're right. So, she's right. All right. Yeah, so. She she reminds us on a regular basis uh, of course uh, and so do uh, her schoolmates
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you change the name and that's why it's echo
0: right yeah, and and it. as part of that it's actually been meeting the hype you know which isn't easy for me to do it it isn't easy to yeah you're you're fickle that way
1: i like i think so yeah so if it's really? actually doing the job there and you love it this is pretty good for you
0: i'm, I'm enjoying it a lot and actually made me think like how did i evaluate something like like voice search or the amazon ecosystem or, or developing an alexa skill for something here at a hospital or a health system or some other marketing team. So that was the example I had in mind of like, how do I even go about evaluating, developing, I'll just start with like an Alexa skill. So this is what I've been learning a lot about recently is that that's essentially creating an app for the Echo. So it's something that it can do besides its built-in functionality. So it's technically an app that you develop. It can be anything from developing a flash briefing, which is a basically a news headline audio file that will play. And you can say, Alexa, play my, well, in my case, Echo. Yeah. <laughs> Echo, play my flash briefings. And it can play. It'll, it'll just run through them. It's essentially almost a shortened podcast. So there are all these pieces associated with it and at first I just thought it was this pretty simple thing and now I'm realizing whatever that skill is that I'd identify with hey that might have some value you know to our clinical teams Mm -hmm. or what if that's something that could help us as marketers if I identified something like how do I even go about it and so just some thoughts I had on on this and then Peter I'd love to hear your thought on it yeah one of the first things I thought about is so how, how have I evaluated new technologies in the past and the biggest thing just it Almost seems too obvious, but it's to get involved and try it out yourself before recommending it to your team. It's just one of those things that as marketers, like, we just have to be naturally curious and we have to start trying things. And in all reality, that's one reason why I have an Echo in my house now. I want to try that thing out and figure out, is there much merit to all the hype that's out there?
1: Yeah, I mean... I, I agree. My best example that I have to offer in this uh, situation was uh, when I was able to convince my manager that we should jump onto this strange new world called Twitter. Back in 2009, I, I saw a quick report from the Henry Ford Hospital in, in Michigan. They were doing a, a live Twitter surgery of a laparoscopy, and. It blew my mind that they were using a social media channel to broadcast a surgery. And I had just never thought of anything like that before. So I didn't even know anything about Twitter at that point. I, I didn't have an account. So the first thing I did was get out there and figure out what it was and, and what its capabilities were, and why why were people using it. So I just kind of had to get myself used to the environment about what it was. And then I had to overlay the business case on top of it. Okay, what could we use this for? And then I had to overlay one more time on that. How would you use this for a surgery? Like that became, you know, so you're you're drilling down really into a piece of technology or or a platform. And that's the amazing part about it. And once I got in there, it wasn't all that bad, but it's just one of those things, like you said, it's it's just getting in there, being curious and using it. And then we ended up doing it. And I'm still amazed by that because when I introduced it to my manager, it was only six weeks until we did our actual live Twitter surgery. And we did a double knee replacement, which we were the first in the United States to do an orthopedic live Twitter surgery. And that was to me really amazing, not just from the fact that we did it, but the fact that we got approvals up and down from the doctors, CEO, risk and compliance, everybody embraced this technology and felt it was worthwhile to do. And those are those things when you go to work, you just feel so satisfied, you know what I mean? And, and these are the kind of things that we need to do as marketers going
0: forward. You said all that kind of started because you read an article, you became aware of something at Twitter at, at that time mm-hmm. from another health system. And so you were out there, you caught wind of something, you were keeping up, you were reading or watching, you, you were keeping up with the industry out there. So there were publications that you were following, there were uh, either social channels or other feeds that you were using just to stay on top of at least what are people talking about? From a PR background, from where I was trained, it was (laughs) burned into us that you don't put tactics ahead of strategies, right? Mm -hmm. So you don't jump to, hey, I think we need to be on Twitter without knowing the strategy first. And here's the kind of the little star I would put next to that is that if you wait to have a strategy for a channel without knowing what the channel can do or what that tool can do, then it's awfully hard to put a strategy around it So you kind of have to do both at once.
1: I can't agree with you more. I think that is probably one of the only exceptions. Because if we would have waited to come up with a a strategy for Twitter, this would have never happened. And we wouldn't have been only the fourth hospital in the United States at that point to do a Twitter surgery. We wouldn't have gotten on Oprah. They went to our feed live on Good Morning America. We wouldn't have gotten the millions of hits that we got from newspapers and websites across the United States. The, The Twitter feed for that hospital system went up exponentially so you're right there are times when you kind of have to say all right we're going to do a tactic before this and then we'll back into the strategy that's how fast the world that we're living in right snapchat came out pokemon go all these things these are marketers that are seeing what's happening and and what's coming and they're manipulating it to their business on a fly you know i mean that's amazing to do
0: it is, I kind of think of, you know, if I'm going to the supermarket, I usually have a list. And so I, I have a plan. That's my strategy. Right. But then if I get there and there's something on the shelf that kind of looks tempting, but it's not on my list, I want to know if that's something I should put in my card or not. Right. Right. So you kind of have to do both at the same time. That's kind of one of our responsibilities as marketers is to evaluate new and emerging technologies independent of the strategies we're creating. And then when the time comes, then we can say, you know what? that strategy that we were planning we hadn't put this into consideration yet but here's an opportunity for that one thing that i was i was checking out on my own or i was reading enough about that seems like we could we could at least try that
1: Two things off of this I think that are important you mentioned the one is is open yourself up to what's going on around you in your industry even outside your industry. You can get great ideas from other industries and then apply them to your industry. You know, we're in healthcare, many of us are in healthcare that are listening here. Maybe something's happening in the music industry uh, I mean the idea of Spotify and all these things that are happening in the music industry. How can you turn that into something in healthcare? Maybe you can't. But I'm just saying you don't. It doesn't have to be like to like on that kind of thing. Second thing is this goes back to structure and this goes back to you know who your manager is and who their who your manager's manager is. I think it's important that there's this idea of taking educated risks and being able to fail fast. And if it didn't work, it didn't work. And in this world that we're in you know, social media, digital, it's easy to take things down. It's easy to kind of just, you know, pivot a little bit, as opposed to if you put print pieces out or, you know, billboards. And I know that's part of marketing as well. But in this particular arena that we're talking about here, you could put something up, look and see how it's doing. And if it doesn't do well, move on. I don't know that that's, that's my thought on that too is, and, and hopefully you have somebody that that can champion that and is willing for you to be able to, to fail and, you know, try things. That's a big part of it.
0: I'd put that as its own point. That'd be the third point. Be willing to fail fast mm-hmm. and learn from it and be nimble enough, figure out how to test things on their own. And that's what I mean. Usually that's, and that's down to like our, our current email marketing automation system that we use. Yeah. I tried that out a couple years ago because I thought MailChimp was too costly. And so I found a, a system that I liked that didn't have all the features, but had all the ones I cared about. And it was a lot less of a cost. And so I figured that out. I was just trying it for myself. And then an opportunity came like a year later here on our team yeah. to implement a new tool. And it just so happened that that tool actually fit the bill. So it's all about trying things and being willing to, to do that. I think that's kind of hard. It's kind of counterintuitive to be willing to fail and not have things perfect um, as marketers and communicators, but that that's part of it. So uh, great, great point, Peter. Mm-hmm. I think the fourth point that has helped me in the past to evaluate new technologies has just been to evaluate what's going to be the cost if you don't implement that. Mm. Part of the strategy could be, yeah, what if we don't ever adopt that technology or that channel? What could happen? And you look at a best case and a worst case scenario. Best case is that, well, it really just doesn't pan out. Several years ago, there was a, there was a thing called SideWiki. I don't know I if don't anyone even, remember even remembers this thing because it never got off the ground. But when <laughs> we were looking at you know new social channels, again, this was several years ago, it was actually our, our, our legal team that brought up, well, what about SideWiki? Because somebody had read an article somewhere that it basically adds a wiki to any website. So you can comment and review any I website know. out there wow. and add your comment, and it would appear for people who had also created a side wiki account. Anyone supposedly could add a comment to your website and say, oh, these guys <laughs> suck. Like they're, you know, yeah, yeah. They're, they're all liars, you know, or whatever. Right. And it would appear there and people were going kind of nuts over it. Well, apparently we know yeah. how that one went. No one's really even heard of it since then. Yeah. You know, then there are bigger ones like Google+, Plus, where that became part of a strategy, but then we all know what happened there. So we had to think in that case, we actually had a strategy in place for side wiki, you know, But yeah. but we didn't really need it. You know
1: what's interesting on that? I bring this up because I've read it so many times, and I vacillate on it. It's a big word I had to use there. Whoa. I know. <laughs> it's one of those 75-cent words, get it in the jar. You, when you're evaluating these kinds of things, and I'll use social media because that's what this one is the example of, when Pinterest came out, there were so many things out there, so many blogs, so many articles that said, just because you have all these doesn't mean you have to use every one of them. and And a lot of them said, you actually shouldn't use all these. You need to evaluate what's right for your company, for your healthcare system, for your industry, whatever it happens to be. Look, I worked for a major financial planning and life insurance company. We tried to put the circle into the square and do Pinterest. It didn't work. So I, I, I think, again, too... When you're evaluating these platforms and these technologies, don't put the circle into the square, or the square into the triangle. You don't have to force this stuff. If it's not going to work, it's not going to work. But the idea is still be open to what's out there and still have your eyes and ears open to what is going on in the industry. That's that's our main point here, I, I think. But again, is it right for you? I don't think you should do them all at once because unless you have a team of you know 50 people just for social media... I. I I don't know how you sustain that, to tell you the truth.
0: I don't either. And so I think in part of that process that, that you mentioned, the way I'm guessing you evaluated that you were putting a square peg in a round hole was by looking at the analytics and measuring some data in there to know that that just wasn't the right fit. I mean, there had to be some, something in there. And I think maybe that's kind of the way to round this out is to say there are ways to evaluate it. I mean, they're pretty standard KPIs these days. Okay. Look at your engagement per post. If it's a social media thing, when we're looking at, like, how do you know if there is an opportunity you're missing, if you're okay with your brand becoming associated with things like air quotes, falling behind, Mm -hmm. outdated, not keeping up. If you're okay with that, then by all means, don't look at new technologies. Stick with what you're doing. Right. But you know, more and more, that's part of somebody's evaluation. That mm-hmm. that's part of the shopping that they're doing. That's part of the consumerization of healthcare. So we just you just have to factor that in. And and literally like that takes a long, hard look in the mirror and that can be hard But that can be the price of not moving forward with the technology. So when there's questions of, hey, how can we do that? A lot of it is, Peter, kind of what you were talking about. Like there's not necessarily a support for failing early on something. There, it doesn't feel like there's a safety net. It feels like everything has to be perfect. You know what? Any time that there's been a, a calculated risk associated with a new technology, I can't think of a time when I or, or our team has moved forward on something and we've communicated all the risks. We've shown that we've done our research and we've even presented a test case and people still have a problem with it. Like right. that, that just doesn't happen. So it's just thinking through those things and not letting... It overwhelm us, not letting the sheer volume of the frequency of change. Uh, we can't let the frequency of change dictate to us to, to not try things. There is some picking and choosing, but use some of these steps and start trying things.
1: Well, I think the other thing, too, that you have to look at is longevity, too. We talked about this today, even. If you're going to start a, a newsletter, if you're going to start a channel, if you're going to start some type of a, of a major content hub. Do you have enough to work on for beyond three months, six months, right? Because you need to evaluate. Is this something that that requires that? And I think a lot of times the shiny bobble can get in the way, the Snapchats and the things that are are constantly coming out, you know, Instagram stories, whatever it happens to be. How can you use that, but use it over time so that it's not that flash in the pan thing? Back to that story, too, about the financial planning and, and the life insurance industry with Pinterest. It was interesting because, yes, we did use data, but the biggest one we used was when we just married up who typically purchases the life insurance policies and, and did the financial planning and who is the main demographic on Pinterest. And when they really didn't match up, we tried it a little bit. We, we gave it a shot. And when we started seeing in, you know, two months, three months or a quarter that we did, there was virtually nothing there. I mean, it was a pretty easy thing. And, and you know what? I'll give credit to that, that company because we were able to say, Nope, we tried it. This isn't our deal and we pulled it down. I think they may have gone back to it because they've changed kind of their look and their message. I think they're more of a trying to get their point across with more of a emotional approach to financial planning and life insurance. So they may have started it up again, but that's a whole nother strategy and a whole nother campaign. Uh, might work for something else. At that point, it wasn't working and it was okay. We were like, we're done. So just just some thoughts on that
0: interesting and I, I can see the point of that i've been told in the past that uh, my man card has been revoked because i was on pinterest and because <laughs> i actually have um, I actually have more pinterest followers than i care to admit even here on the air but that's great i can go into that later about why <laughs> that there's a perfectly uh, masculine legitimate reason for that so just got to say that Any, <laughs> <love> anyway <laughs> anyway so well we usually uh, about this point just say uh, in the rap battle yeah we pretty much killed that yes i think so drop right. mic drop all right Right on. Let's leave the folks here with a little freestyle before we go. You got it. You got it. Freestyle! Freestyle, listeners, as you hopefully know by now if not this is the first time tuning in welcome we hope you enjoy this segment freestyle is our segment where we try to build empathy for other points of view we spend two minutes each from points of view that we have not planned in advance and so the topic today we were talking about amazon so let's talk about the amazon echo anyway we're going to reach into the top hat of marketing awesomeness pull out which point of view we will be representing for those two minutes uh, on the topic of the amazon echo so all right pull it out okay what do we got here so we're going to look at the Amazon Echo from the standpoint of Pharmacist. Holy cow. Whoa. All
1: right. That's interesting. You're so gonna, are you taking that one?
0: I will defer. This is kind of like a you, you can take that showcase one, okay. showdown.
1: I'm a, I'm a little nervous about that one. <laughs> you, you take that one. All right.
0: I'll do Pharmacist.
1: What's, what's the other one? So you know,
0: we usually wait to do one, but just for you this time. I'm going to have to think about it a little bit. Content marketer. Okay. Maybe we can just round that out to just marketer in general. I'll see what
1: I can do with that. Yeah, interesting. All right, well, let's start with pharmacist. What do we have?
0: Pharmacist, here we go. Two minutes and here we go. All right. So this is one thought. I have seen an article in the past about the potential use case of just sitting there at home and saying, hey, Alexa, refill my prescription. Mm -hmm. And it being that smooth and that frictionless of a user experience. Mm -hmm. Now, think of how many things would have to happen there, but think about the potential to improve the life of a pharmacist. So if, mm. if I'm a pharmacist and I've read that article and I'm thinking, like, what in the world? That'll never happen.
1: Yeah, right. Or
0: that's so far off. So many things have to happen. Echo has to have a very secure connection to so much different data to be able to even make that happen. I'll tell you right now, I don't feel like it's that far of, of a dream out there. Yeah. That, that kind of thing could very much be in the works. Amazon tends to be kind of secretive about the things they're doing. Uh, in healthcare. All we know is that they are buying things up. They, they, they are, know it's a
1: ma- a huge industry. Yeah, yeah, they're
0: highly involved here. So mm-hmm. I would not be surprised if it's actually that far off. So if I'm a pharmacist, I would at the very least just consider what if that does happen. Instead of just ignoring it, I would say, what if that does happen? Like, what do I need to do to evaluate it and to change the way we're doing things? Or are there, are there ways to explore it and figure out if that does happen, how would I be an early adopter of it? how would I work out the kinks of that in our clinic? And then what what would that mean for us later on? That's kind of speaking to what we were talking about, just this whole process of evaluating new technologies. It has to do with something new that comes along, and you have to think about the hypothetical. What if it does happen? Uh, and then prepare yourself accordingly. So, You are at four seconds, sir. Nice job. Whew. I'm glad that's over. Not going to lie. I'm going to go over I think. <laughs> We'll get right into it. So this is, for Peter, this is the Amazon Echo from a marketer standpoint. Okay.
1: So here's my point. One word, electric cars, uh, you know, that kind of thing, right? That's two words. That is two words. But where are we with them? And, you know, where are we in the adoption scale on that? And that's what I want to know with things like voice activation with like like Alexa, or in your case, the Echo.
0: Thank you. Yes.
1: (laughs) Props to your daughter. (laughs) But how many households have these? and my point is is that i heard a i heard a really interesting radio commercial the other day it sounded odd to me and i'm not sure if any of you have done this in in your industries and in your in your marketing teams have done this it was one of those things where it it said um, at the very end of the commercial it said and all you have to do is get to your your Alexa and say, and, and it's and it the literally the radio ad said, say this to your Alexa and it will bring this up. And it was the craziest thing. It was almost like call now and you receive your you know ginsu with this you know. But it was so odd. It said, say this to your Alexa and receive this discount or something like that or get this additional information. Yeah, they were very blunt about. This is what you say to your. Uh, Echo or your Alexa. And I thought to myself, we're in this world of electric cars and we're in this world of QR codes. Where are we with this kind of voice activation stuff? Is the is the price for entry too much? Are we going to adopt this? Is every household going to have one? Is it going to be built into houses when new houses are built? I mean, it's crazy to think about that. I, I know I'm going over here, but when I heard that commercial, it sounded odd to me, but I also thought in my head, is this the way that we're going? Because clearly, someone thought they're going to add it in as a, as a call to action. That was their CTA right there. So I don't know. I went way over. I, you can dock me my pay on this on this episode. You know,
0: you know I, <laughs> I think we'll make it work. In fact, with the magic of editing, yes. our listeners may never know. <laughs> so there you go when i kind of put all this together with our rap battle i feel like we're just talking about a, a world that's going to continue to live in ambiguity and we have to get comfortable enough with that to know how to take some steps even though we don't know where the last step might be and it's just part of the task now and it's just part of what our role is so one way or the other you know let's let's take some more giant leaps for mankind as it were you know let's be willing to do that And that is how we're going to keep advancing our our industry here. So great content today, Peter, and uh, glad to have you back.
1: Thank you. I was glad to be back. And this is, like you said, take chances. You just never know. You won't know what failure is if you never take a chance
0: at it. Amen. I'm going to leave on that note right Mm -hmm. there. Listeners, check us out on healthcarewrap.com and at healthcarewrap on Twitter. And on behalf of Peter and myself, thanks. And that's a wrap.